0: Welcome, this talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So welcome everyone again. So as a way of welcoming, of bringing in, if you have an intention for today, or just something that comes to heart or a wish for your fellow uh, friends on the path, um, see if you'd like to just place something in the chat. An intention for your practice, for being here, or a friendly wish for your fellow Sangha members. Or you can unmute and say something, <laughs> which is also quite fine. Okay, from Stephanie, let's see, here we go. Uh, Stephanie is wishing all of us peace, kindness, and clarity from Ryan, and Sue to benefit all beings without exception. And Sandy, for everyone to find joy, some joy today, agreed wishing from heather wishing you all peace and ease uh from barbara energy um and it should say grounding grounding <laughs> i feel the grinding yeah um uh, linden may we all come from loving kindness and compassion and wisdom this is my prayer i'm getting filled up by these uh shannon to reconnect with reality and our essential nature beautiful um And Richard, may you all find liberation. Thank you, beautiful, beautiful energy is taking that in our wishes for each other and our beautiful intentions for meeting together and gathering today. So the topic of this talk is uh, skillful ways, skillful means to um, deal with the hindrance of agitation on the cushion. So uh, agitation is one of the five hindrances and I'm sure you've met this one many, many times. When we try to sit down to meditate and we're trying to just dive into this beautiful silence. I know a lot of us use recorded and guided meditations but at some point, We really want to fall into and drop into silence and be self-led that, and the recorded and guided meditations are fine as well. And what happens when we do this at times, the mind just won't stop chattering and uh, it's hard to relax the body and the muscles are tightening. And over and over again, we feel like we're losing the concentration. We're losing our capacity to meditate. And then we judge ourselves very harshly. And we um, either take the stance that we're not adequate, we can't meditate, we're not good at it, uh, we're not good enough or that we bring in the other uh, hindrance, as we call it, of doubt. We doubt whether meditation is for us and meditation is worth our time. So have you met, um, Sayadao Tejaniya calls these friendly visitors or friendly cousins. So have you met my cousins of agitation and doubt, uh, right, of, of just busyness and the mind not, It keeps a lot of us off the cushion. A lot of us off the cushion. So we want to talk today about skillful ways of working with this state. And it's not like uh, after this talk, you will have three or four things that will make your neck sit very peaceful and get your concentration elevated there. It's not like that. Um, Kind of pointing to some practices that can help us lean into peace and ease and relaxation over time and some of the things that have really helped me get through this uh this days where the mind will not settle and will stay kind of bumpy you know um so there was something else there and I can't remember it but we'll just keep going. So, so um, one of the things for those of us who've been meditating for many years, decades, 40 years, I don't know how long uh, we really know that um, meditation changes all the time. And the first thing that this wise, um, I would just get my note, this this wise attitude or this right attitude that when the mind won't settle and it's jumping around, we do not have to take it personally. It's not about you. It's not about Wendy or Linda or Elaine or Sandy. Um, It's causes and conditions that are arising in the moment causes and conditions that are arising in the moment, and particularly in our time where if I were to ask you a question, just a basic question like what's going to happen next, all right, we don't know, particularly around the COVID issues, right? Are is the Delta variant over? Are we meeting? Is the winter going to be easy? Are we coming back? Is it normal? Are we? Nobody knows. We don't. Nobody really knows, right? And so we're living in a time where we really don't know a whole lot. A very very basic, uh, not knowing. Should I eat in a restaurant? Should I go to a theater? Should I gather? You know, it's all unknown. What do we do, right? So if we can hold ourselves lightly and not personalize, not make it a me, these are the causes and conditions that we are living in. It's not a me who has failed meditation, but just an arrival into a time where uh, there are challenges. And the more stress and the more challenge, the more we're in daily life, uh, the harder it is sometimes for the mind to settle and drop down. And the good news is that the mind will settle and drop down. You know, there's this lovely saying, bring the body and the mind will follow. If we keep practicing and we use some faith and energy the practice will, uh, the mind will settle into the practice. It will drop, but there are days where it won't, just like the weather. And we know this, right? There are days with wind and clouds and thunder and lightning lately, yeah. And calm days where the sky is very, very blue. Um, And so a lot of times we bring in a perfectionist, or we bring a critic, or we bring a pusher into the meditation sitting with us. And that part of us wants conditions that we don't have. It's very different when I'm on retreat, and uh, it's completely quiet, the food is prepared, I don't have any media, no one is asking me to do anything, I've got no chores, that sitting is very different than sitting day to day in a messy life, and even on retreat, if you go, you can still have days of agitation, or periods of really an agitated mind, even when the conditions are good, sometimes the mind just goes, no, I'm just not going to stop, right? So right attitude in this way is remembering not to take it personally. It's not a me sitting. It's causes and conditions arising. And they are impermanent. There are beautiful meditations. A lot of us sit together at seven in the morning. It's lovely. And there are just days where um, we're sitting in the morning and there's so much peace and ease and stillness and other days where the mind just wants to solve problems. You know, it just wants to solve it. Um, And that a steady effort and um, holding this intention over time, this habit will form of letting go, Well, narrowing in, on thinking and just clamping the awareness around it versus the awareness of the body or the breath or space or aware of awareness. Over time, this habit formation will take hold. And it doesn't matter um, whether you are returning over and over again to your object of concentration or if the mind is very still that What's good for the mind is that you're returning, that you're waking up, you're remembering, you're seeing, thinking, and you are returning. And one of the things that um, Rick Hansen likes to tell us is how important that is, just that waking up and returning, that waking up and returning. And he says, in the back of your mind, there's usually a subtle but noticeable sense of unease, dissatisfaction, and separation that keeps us a little vigilant. And over the course of evolution, um, the the, uh, animals that were driven, nervous, and clinging were more likely to pass on their genes. And this is woven into our DNA. Um, So that um, we're working against this negativity bias, right? And this hyper vigilance on survival. I love what he um, what he says is that um, find that quote. The results, the world is the womb of the human brain, which has had to adapt to conditions, attack, starvation, parasites, illness, injury, war, and the results live between your ears, continuing to shape your experience and guide your actions. From a survival standpoint, um, the bad things have more of an urgency and an impact than the good things. And um, your brain uh, has a hair trigger readiness to go negative to help you survive and stay on the lookout for potential danger. So agitation is normal for a brain. Problem solving, focusing on the negative, ruminating, thinking, you know, getting all charged up, feeling anxious. This is the way your brain has evolved to survive. So my point is this, and I hope this builds faith and takes you out of doubt, is that um, when you wake up and you notice that your mind is ruminating or you're lost in a thought or you're problem solving or you're off in a fantasy, and you come back again, we all know this, I'm not telling you anything new, that this in fact is a beautiful habit formation towards ease and peace and calm, in which is the field of insight and wisdom, that you are changing your brain, that you're changing, your, you're changing the evolutionary process within you and so if you're doing that 30 times in a set, yay for you, like yay. This is still good for your brain, bravo. One of my friends um, who isn't who, who hasn't been a meditator very long and she said she was meditating for years. Um, she'd set her timer and she'd sit a certain period of time And she, for years, she never noticed the difference between daydreaming and being present. She just didn't notice. She didn't know when her mind went off. And she so she would just sit, she well, I'm still sitting, you know, 10 minutes, I'm still sitting, 20 minutes. It's good for me. I read it was good for me. It will help me before my work day. But she couldn't discern that moment where her mind went out. And when her mind went out, it was kind of foggy, and she couldn't discern that bringing it back to the breath or the body as an anchor. So um, she picked up a book on, uh, you know, on Vipassana, one of the many, many books, and started really tracking that moment when her mind started to think. And she really worked with coming back. And she said to me, really, honestly, it was so sweet. Well, you know what? And she started to really just practice on the coming back, not the quality of the meditation, not how many times she came back, not how many times her mind went off, but just that I know I'm off and I know I'm coming back. That's it. That's her meditation. I know I've gone off and I know I'm back. And just staying with that awareness. And um, it really helped her find more tranquility and ease. Because you, you are, when you're doing that, concentration follows. And there is more pleasant tranquility and ease. But her aha to me, her delight, her energy was, ah, huh, I just know that moment now. That's all she went for was, I know that moment when the mind is veering away so you're doing this habit change this mind changing and if we can relax and not bring in the critic so much yeah not bring in the critic um not bring in judgment and allow doubt to go and to just say oh mind training this is i'm training the mind I'm breaking this evolutionary habit right now, um, and I'm staying, I'm coming back to the body and I'm coming back to the breath um, again and again. So um, So I want to talk a little bit about ways to help us, some of the things that we can do to really help this antidote, to uh, the paper tigers and the worry and the fear and the problem solving. But before I go into some of the things we can do, is there anything anybody wants to say about agitation or their practice or what they notice or have a question? I just wanna open it up to any question or comment at this moment. Anybody? All right. So I want to talk about some of the things that helps us along the way. Um, one of the th- the little tricks of the trade, right? Uh, one is to be aware of to when you're sitting, if you're having any muscle tension, or tightness, to be generous with your body and mind and to uh, give yourself some mindful movement and stretching like we did. Did that help you settle? Yeah, this is perhaps still, you're still in the first foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of the body and being aware of the body and movement and these long breaths release tension And get get us out of this problem-solving, anxiety-ridden part of our brain and help us move into different parts of the brain that give us more relaxation and ease. So giving yourself long breaths and mindful movement in some way before you sit is part of meditation. You can do it with meditation and with awareness. And I'm sure Rick does a lot of that with Qigong and Tai Chi. And some of you do it with yoga, right? To allow yourself to move and feel your body before you sit, and give yourself that that help, that nurturance of the body. So that's one. And two is, another thing that I've learned is um, on retreat, when I would hit agitation. And again, here the conditions are wonderful and the mind can still be agitated. And it's funny, these minds can be agitated very easily. Um, People will talk about retreat, being on retreat where all the conditions are perfect and they're standing on the lunch line and um, someone is lingering too long over the green beans or taking too many green beans or uh, got in front of you, or or is coughing loudly. Well, this is before COVID, you know, or making a noise that irritates you. Anything can happen to create agitation. I remember one time being in retreat and um, we had some work meditation and it was to um, take the chairs and put them on the table, wipe them down so that people can come in and mop the floor after lunch. And I remember looking so forward to the sound of the chairs clunking on the table. It felt like a symphony of clang, clunk, clang, clunk. I just enjoyed the sound and it felt very meditative. And I I was just so happy to hear banging and noise after all this silence. So I would look forward to this uh, meditation, to this sound meditation that I would call it. And, um, I was doing the, um, uh, meditation work with another woman and we were a team. So we had to get all the chairs up. There were, I don't know, 150 chairs maybe. Right. And, um, we worked together. So one day she pulled me aside and asked to talk to me, um, which you can do if you have a problem. And she said, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving (laughs) work meditation. And I was like, why? Where are you going? You know, what happened? And she said, oh, my God, the sound of the chairs clanging. It's so disturbing. I can't meditate. I'm so agitated. The noise is so loud. It's driving me crazy. And I just can't get through the day. It's too much. And I went to the teachers and they're letting me change my work meditation. So, um, you know, this is an example of the mind will interpret anything and create agitation. We just have no control. The mind will do what it wants. For me, I love the noise. And for her, it was she she was getting like a migraine over it, right? So agitation can happen for any reason at all. And one of the things that I learned to do on retreat, and this isn't written in any book, but it has worked, and I want to explain why, is um, if the mind is really agitated, and it's just not settling, because that's what minds do to keep us in survival, it's not personal. I learned to open my eyes and choose something in the room. So sometimes it would be the flowers on the altar, or the statues of the Buddha that were very beautiful, or um, the wall, the shadows on the wall, or you know something like that. Uh, and I would just focus a narrow attention, let's say if it was just on the flowers or on the Buddha, which it usually was, with a narrow attention on that object, um, and this is very traditional. People will sometimes do that. They'll just focus on a flower or a flame and just focus on that. So the mind, the, the object is on the vision in front. But the thing about it that I want to point to, and I hope this will help you with agitation and particularly in these times, is it the image of the flower or the Buddha was pleasant and when we're agitated or we have stress or issues or there's difficulty it's skillful to stay with the pleasant and hover over it because it brings calm and ease it takes the tension in the body down we concentrate and that's the ground for insight so staying with the pleasant and just allowing yourself to be with the pleasant this was a good way to get out of the agitation and when the mind got still then i would close my eyes and do more of a traditional vipassana or you know mindfulness with the breath um, practice but staying with something visually present as an object of concentration is very helpful in getting out of the agitation now I've been studying with a teacher um, lately from England um, by the name of Catherine McGee. And I'm gonna read to you a little bit about how she uses lingering unpleasant sensations. You know, if your eyes are closed and you're staying with the body and scanning the body and we'll do some guided meditation on this, She says, it's okay to lean into okayness. You have permission. It's okay to lean into okayness. Uh, To savor and to hover over ease and loveliness. To linger there. um, To stretch open to the whole body. And to notice what's pleasant in the body and to be at the center, making that the center. So you invite this okayness, this pleasantness to spread throughout the whole field of the body. And it acts as a calming of the body. Um, And um, we can dwell and linger into the felt positive and good sensations that come from sitting with awareness of the body. Um, And when we do that, we're learning to be flexible with ways of attending. I love her point. It's like we're training intentional attending. We're bringing that intention into what's good and ease, away from that tendency to fixate into the negativity and hold into the negativity. Does that make sense? Like we're really breaking that pattern of the mind, of the brain. Um, And um, let's see if there's anything else that she talks about on that. So we're learning how to linger into pleasant sensations as a ground for being and relaxation. That it's okay. Now, many of us, believe it or not, and this may be true for you, no one has given us permission to stay with what's pleasant and to savor. Right, we're, we're been oriented towards solving that problem, holding on to the tension, muscling up, dwelling and ruminating, right, feeding those dragons, um, tensing up. And so, very often, we're not allowing or giving ourselves permission to stay with the positive, good feelings that can rise just from being, just from sitting. I think about waking up this morning and looking at my doggie um, and the morning light and the quiet and that first sip of coffee in my favorite mug, right? And the joy that comes up, this natural bubbly joy, this lightness of being, this sweetness, uh, not for big reasons, right? Not for anything that I'm doing or I got, just being waking into the sweetness of the morning and feeling the breath, the body, the quiet, the silly little dog, you know, the hot coffee, the delight, the peace and the ease of the room. This filled with joy, allowing the body to fill up with the good, with the joy, with the pleasant that comes from just being. I think of, um, Heather has said, um, who's here. There's a beautiful, um, forest where she is and just walking the dog through the forest and looking at the trees. There's a joy an essence, a love that bubbles up, that rises up this sweetness, right? It, it, there isn't a whole lot going on. It's a forest in me walking, right, with the dog. And here in on um, where we are, is uh, I can't tell you. It never gets old, seeing that ocean and standing in front of it and looking at the wave and smelling the air and looking at the seabirds, right, and just being with the sky, like. It's never old, it's always new and bright. There's a brightness, a delight, a love. And this is part of consciousness too. This is part of awareness too. This is being. And sometimes there's just a sweetness in the moment, in the breath, in sitting. of just laying still, this just being with what is. If it's doing nothing, then a joy emerges. And that joy is a ground for our practice. It's a ground of being. It's a ground of awareness. And we can let it spread through the body, feeling the body, and holding it open because we certainly let our problems and our anxiety spread through the body, (laughs) right? But we can allow this beingness, this nothingness, this joy of being to spread. And this also deepens concentration and helps to get the agitation, give us space from the agitation. So you're allowed to savor allowed to feel the good in the body Mm -hmm. allowed to dwell there and to bring it through the body and Catherine mcgee is very interesting in her approach on this one of the other things she says that i would never have really thought of myself in a way she said you know You can even use imagination with intentionality because you know, you're imagining it right to support the tranquility and the ease. So I'll give you an example and then we'll do a guided meditation. And I know you're a little wiggly at this point, but let me give you one imaginal. Okay. And then we'll, um, will maybe stretch a little, wiggle a little, and I'll give you one of her guided meditations to take with you. Does that sound good? All right. So imagine a warm summer day. A warm summer day. And just allow yourself, now some of us are not good visualizers, but if you're not a good visualizer, just go with the flow, do the best you can. A warm summer day, that sun, coming down on your shoulders, on your head. It's a warm summer day, and there's a tree in front of you with your favorite fruit, your favorite fruit. And uh, in this beautiful summer day, with the warmth of the sun, you pick a piece of fruit off that tree. And noticing the color of this fruit and the smell. And as you give yourself permission to bite into this fruit, you can look at the color, the smell, the taste, the texture, staying with the color, the gratitude for this fruit. Just noticing any joy or loveliness comes up, the texture, the holding of the fruit, and allowing this joy, this color, this lightness to permeate the whole body, to allow the joy to fill. and just seeing if you can savor, to stay with, to linger into the sense of the good, the taste, the satisfaction. And when you're ready, you can kind of just drop that image and come on back. So I use this as an example. And this is not part of of Catherine McGee's meditations. I'll give you a taste of that. As a way to, with intentionality, to use imagination or savoring to wash the body to let the pleasure and the pleasantness come up this pleasantness of being you know having a piece of fruit is a very basic thing for most of us lucky enough to have it and that we can allow press we can bring presence to being to beingness to joy to taking it in and this would be an antidote to sometimes in a world that's filled with uncertainty and agitation is to give permission for ease. And she's saying you can use an imaginal world because your attention is there. It's not you're, you're bringing attention. It's on purpose. It's not like your mind is carried away in fantasy and you're lost in a fantasy. You're using some uh, imagination just to anchor in. So does anybody want to say anything about that particular experience or what came up for you?
1: Yeah, I guess I was a little bit surprised because something came up that uh, could have had a sadness to the memory or something. I mean, the place that I used to live in when I was married um, had a uh, Fuji apple tree that we planted, you know, about 10 years, 11 years before we split up, and that was where I ended up going and eating an apple. But um, it was, um, it was interesting that process came that that that's what came but it was also kind of nice that it came up and there wasn't any um reactivity in, involved in it i was just there so i was grateful that the memory returned without any kind of imputation that, or i guess imputation that's um, painful I've also had situations where I work with people helping them to visualize a happiest time or something and and it didn't go so well because they didn't have any happy times that they could visualize so it's it's you know it's an interesting conundrum to you know sometimes people don't have those things that they can actually access. you know when you're talking about imagining those things it can be. You almost always there's something there, but not always. I mean, it's just, you know, it's an interesting cautionary
0: note. <clears throat> yes, thanks.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, usually I have a hard time imagining these things, you know, in the meditation. But today I was able to, based on the conditions that were prior, uh, and then I was able to imagine. I don't know what kind of food it was I was eating, but it felt good. But I'm just thinking most of these times sometimes uh, the joy and stuff comes in out of like ordinary moments it's just like see it I think you had it uh, when you were walking in the morning you're sharing that I think on the Facebook that you saw the clouds and the shape of the clouds and then there were people in the park uh, but then I mean many other times a while I mean sometimes I'm able to see the leaf of the tree and just like get so engaged but hundred other thousand times of walk down that leaf uh, by the same place I walk. Nothing. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, occupied in the thought as before. So I'm not, I I don't know what conditions there are. Uh, Naturally, it comes in. But I don't know. Those are some of the stuff that came to me. eh? But I was surprised I was able to drop in today and just imagine something. And I don't think I was going to get your idea. I mean, it, there is really no difference between imagining and imagining and having that real happen, right? I mean, for the for the brain is the same, right? I think.
0: Well, you know, uh, I want to speak to both and then um, give us time to do one of these um, guided meditations from Catherine McGee that I've been using a little bit. But one is. Um, bringing that in, sometimes just calling up a memory to point to what you were saying, Ali, about um, finding that ease and peace, just that state that is a natural state that just comes and goes. There, it, it has an impermanent sense, yeah? It has an impermanent sense. It does come and go, um, but just a calling up for today. And you can use your imagination that way, but there is also a peace and ease within the body and an awareness of the body. So um, sometimes it's just appreciating, you know, what's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Of really just savoring and being with. And maybe I'll read that later. And yeah, sometimes, you know, calling up and using your imagination works, and sometimes it doesn't, but just reflecting on that feeling of ease and satisfaction for today. I think we need to dwell more in these times as a skillful means. So because I want to give you a taste of a guided meditation with a little bit of imagination and focusing on the good, I think we'll go to that. If you want to stretch and wiggle for a minute, go right ahead. Uh, If you need that, if not, we'll just go right in. So when you're ready, you can find a comfortable posture. And you can close your eyes or a soft gaze. Allowing the breath to be long, deep, long, slow breaths. and scanning the body from the bottom of the feet through the full musculature, the legs, hips, torso, arms to the top of the head, sensing the body as a whole, and allowing the breath to fill the whole body from the bottom of the feet through the top of the head. Long and slow deep breaths or just a natural breath, whichever works for you, whichever feels right in this moment. letting the breath fill the entire body. And now imagining the breath, and now imagining the breath, coming from the center of the earth, right up through the base of the spine, through the perineum, all the way up to the top of the head. And the breath moving from the top of the head down through the body and back into the earth. Breathing from the center of the earth through the body to the top of the head and back down through the body into the earth. may be finding at the center of the body, imagining a core of the body that's still upright, a channel for the breath at the very center. moving up through the body, to the top of the head, and back down to the center of the earth. Long, slow breaths and breathing in from the center of the earth, right to the middle, right to the center of the body. Right to the top of the head and back down, back to the earth. And taking the time to just notice the body as a field, a field of energy. noticing any positive sensations, any sensations in the body of ease, softness, pleasant sensation, and allowing yourself perhaps to hover there, to allow these positive sensations to be in the center of awareness. And still noticing and knowing the full body the whole body, allowing the positive, the ease, the gentle sensations that bring some relaxation. Just staying with this, whatever works for you here. Breath from the base of the earth, through the body, through the center of the body. Feeling pleasant sensations and allowing yourself to hover Maybe even allowing the good, the gentle, the ease to spread through the body. Using this breath to fill this body from the center of the earth, allowing the breath to fill the body. Maybe these positive sensations are not dramatic, but very subtle. You give yourself permission to enjoy an enjoyment of the whole field of the body and seeing if you can let yourself have that. Offering attention to the pleasant sensation. Let the slow and comfortable ease. The pleasant, see if the pleasant sensation can fill the whole space. I'm taking a few more breaths here. When you're ready, you can slowly bring your awareness back. So this was a very short example of using a little bit of imagination to anchor, you know, going, feeling the breath from the center of the earth, coming up through the center of the body, noticing uh, pleasant sensations. And so what I want to say about working in this way is, Again, pausing throughout the day or on the cushion when there's agitation or it's difficult and you can't settle to find ways to drop in with intention around the pleasant and ease. And we're by doing so, we're taking the, um, the tendency to take all of our attention and lock into the problem or lock into the anxiety, lock into the difficult, lock into the story of of things that aren't going well. And we lock there and then agitation is created and it's hard to sit and have concentration. Does that make sense? Yeah. So anybody have any questions or comments or comments about that meditation or some of the things we've been talking about? Yeah, I I appreciated that last um, meditation. The um, kind of connection to the earth was very ground and soothing, you know, and then I also, um, it doesn't always happen, but you know, so many times when we do the, Breathing, we focus on the body and we focus on starting at the feet or at the head and then moving through all the different parts. I appreciate it uh, at this last meditation, just feeling the body as a whole, you know, with each breath. Uh, Very, very calming. Yeah, I I appreciated it. Thank you very much. And I, I just want to say one more thing about practicing just awareness of meditating with the body as a whole. So then. The body becomes a focus, a field of awareness, and that's the first foundation of mindfulness. And when we're close with that field of awareness in the body, interestingly enough, we're also closer to emotions, um, what's happening, our reactivity, our thoughts. By being aware of the body as a whole, we're also aware, more aware of what's happening in the body and the mind. We're closer to our experience. yeah I,
1: I resonated with it because I think, I think maybe because of the I because of my practice practice in teaching Tai Chi and Qigong. I mean so.
0: yeah Anyone else questions comments? So thank you for your attention and being here. Uh, I know it's not easy to keep meeting on Zoom like this, or in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. It would be a preference to be in person at this point. And um, we have sits in the morning at 7 a.m. and at 7 p.m. We have 20 minutes of meditation and poetry silent meditation with Meta in the morning and Saturday sits as well. So you're all welcome to join us and um, at any time and we're still accepting your donations. For November we'll try to have another outdoor sit or outdoor meeting. Um, Casey and I are working on some dates for that. So when agitation comes, Um, yes, the evening sits at 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 a.m. 7 and 7. So an agitation comes, take in some good, find the pleasant, use your awareness of the full body with the breath, and know that it's impermanent, causes and conditions, it's not you, it's mind and body responding to nature. So today, I would like to dedicate the merit to to our oceans and our land, to the sea creatures, all the fish and birds and coral reefs and wildlife, the tiniest, tiniest little microcosm of wildlife, and up to kelp to the health of this earth in the air. And may this beautiful earth and all beings in it be safe and free from harm. May this beautiful earth and all the creatures in it and all beings be healthy, free of danger, of damage, May this beautiful earth and all the creatures on it and all beings be free from suffering, be cared for lovingly, have their needs met. May this earth be held and all its creatures and oceans receive our unconditional love and gratitude. May all beings be free of suffering. So thank you everyone for coming today and for your practice. And I look forward to seeing you again. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.